This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on, Troll? Everybody? It is officially our first recording session in December, so if you're new here, we're going to have our Monday episode. We'll be talking about the league in general, league news, injuries, other things that we can talk about, and then, of course, we're going to be covering your very own Washington Capitals. And it's December, folks, so, uh, you know, Christmas is around the corner, and then a new year, and then 2022, you know? Life is a drudgery, and you're in a constant state of decay. Uh if you're an OG fan, though, thanks a lot for, for sticking with us, and we hope that we can make your life less drudgery-like. You guys depressed yet? Anybody depressed yet? All right. I think we should just pop them and, and, and get them going, right? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, man. All right. So, as you can tell, I'm quite the Scrooge. Polly, are you, are you excited for Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I um, I think all the gifts that I wanted to give are purchased, so now wow. it's kind of just enjoying the season, the movies, the music. I, I like those things, and the food, all the Christmas-themed candy and the feast on Christmas Day. Can't forget about snack time, for sure. Um, Absolutely. This is a month of snack time. I know, dude. Like the chocolate chip cookies... My mom makes the best. Yeah, and uh, my mom makes some nice homemade peanut butter cookies. Those nice. always hit the spot. Oh yeah, very good, very good. That is that is one bonus of Christmas. Uh, I just hate having to buy other people's shit a lot. Yeah, um, I've bought two gifts, I think, and I need to buy like many, many more. Yeah, we've got a whole stack of gifts in a corner. Oh, it must be nice. Did you get? A, do you have a fake tree, or? Do you uh, have a real one? Yeah, we actually we have a couple, like four foot artificial trees. We haven't put any up yet because the youngest puppy is a terror, and we don't trust her, so we just kind of put it off. But normally, yeah, we use a like a half size fake tree, and it's actually decorated. It's got a bunch of pears, and then there's a partridge to put in it. So it's a partridge in a pear tree. It's a themed thing. I hate you. <laughs> it's clever. It's like it's like a big pun. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Um, <laughs> we go and cut ours down every year at a, at a farm that I know. And uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, that, that's a nice part. It, it was fun. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, enough of this Christmas shit. Uh, I know, Polly, you want to talk about something that is not to do with the NHL or really any good hockey to gen- to, to to speak of, but it is hockey-related, right? Yeah, so, you know, last week you were uh, saying how you've never seen me score high glove, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the stud that I am, <laughs> I went out at the next hockey game, and proved you wrong. Mm. All right, so let's. I'm. I'm going to pull up the. Uh, put put the 
thing on your screen. And we're going to, we actually have, so thanks to Live Barn, we actually have footage of this, uh, of this play. I am on the ice, so it was a plus for me. And, um, <clears throat> I guess roll, roll the, roll the tape and I'll give the walkthrough here. So pucks coming in on the left. There's a shot. Uh, we retrieve and nice little keep there at the blue line. Uh, you get it on the half boards, pass it up, and then it kind of like backhands to you and you bury it. High glove, just like everybody said. Just like you said. Um, yeah, so buddy. to well, that point, yeah, to that point, I had never seen you score high glove. And now I, I, so I wasn't wrong. I just, you know, now we're, uh, now we're there. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, maybe you hadn't seen it or didn't recall it. That definitely wasn't the first time I've done it. Um, but it just was – it was a little extra sweet because it was two days after you had said that. That's true. And like, I was wondering – so I was quite drunk last time when I was saying that. But I was wondering why you were chirping me on the bench like, hey, hey, that that was that was high glove. And I was like, uh, okay. And then I was like, oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, you just like looked at me and I was like, come on, man. Like I made a TikTok <laughs> out of this and everything. <laughs> or not a TikTok, but I think that was the video clip for our Monday episode. I yeah. put that you um, – because that whole conversation was you were saying, you know, if you get it past the glove, you're probably going to score. And I was like, yeah, you will score if you get the puck past the glove. <laughs> And so you turned to you found a way to make it an insult to me, and uh, you know, I just want the I want the fans of him there to know, listeners, that chunky snack time Polly, even though I look like a freaking brick on the ice, can still go uh, high glove. Yeah, you still got the ripper, uh, that's for sure. And um, you know, we won't even talk about what that goalie was doing. I mean, I remember being watching and being just happy that you scored, but. Uh, Bit of a change-up speed, I would say. Yeah, it, it probably was, but he was also really out of position. Like, <laughs> yeah. not to not to take away from my accomplishment, but uh, you know, I, I capitalized on his mistake. We'll go with that. There you go. Yeah. Um, hey, now let me ask you this: Were you aiming for that? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was. Um, I wanted to keep it near side because I figured that was my best chance due to right. traffic and just my mediocre hockey sense, and it, it paid off. And uh, were, were when you when you shot it, were you like, I'm going to prove hockey troll wrong? No, I wasn't thinking of it until it went in, and then it clicked. <laughs> Subliminally, though, I'm sure I was there driving you for that goal, so you're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you are just the angel on my shoulder <laughs> all right all right captains we're gonna get into some league news here uh the colorado avalanche got to utilize an emergency backup an e-bug goal goalie which we always give the e-bug goalies uh, a lot of love on this podcast primarily because they're kind of regular people well they're they're usually people who've played in um you know a high level at a high level but never made it and they work with the team somehow in uh the carolina Tra uh, toronto game the, the dude david Akers was like a zamboni driver for the rink and that's how he got the call uh 
This kid, though, Jet Alexander for Colorado uh, for the first period was like a University of Toronto student. Uh, he got to sit, he got to dress, and at the Maple Leafs game, uh, after Kemper went down in warmups, so he was he didn't get in the game, but he was a backup. He's 22, took the ice for warmups, uh, doing uh, donning the number one jersey, which is worn by former Colorado Avalanche Simeon Var- Varlamov, and will serve as backup for only portion of the game. By the second period, uh, prospect Justice Anunin was in route from Loveland, Colorado, and he ended up taking over the backup duties. So that's a, that's a pretty cool little story there. And, uh, you know, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, moving on, though, the Chicago Blackhawks have filed a motion to dismiss Kyle Beach's negligence, negligence lawsuit, uh, arguing that the statute of limitations expired before the hockey player's case was filed in court. Uh, this is a big downer of the show, and... That's fucking bullshit. You know, it's it's literally the only defense that the Blackhawks have to stand on, and they're going to go through it with it instead of trying, you know, to reconcile things and just pay their dues. So it's not even did they do it. It's that they're they're not even arguing that they did anything wrong. Like I think that it's pretty clear that they've done many many things wrong, um, but the team themselves is taking this defense. What do you think about that, Polly? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you use this as your defense, you're kind of admitting guilt, I think. Um, And, I mean, I guess it's a good legal strategy, but it's shitty. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To put it lightly, right? I mean, it sucks because... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they're not even like, well, we didn't even do that. And here's why. Uh, in fact, they're just saying, like, they're just trying to get, they're trying to get out of it on a, what's a loophole and a technicality, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I can't really think of an analogy right now, but right. it's just, it, it feels like a kid being like, you know, you can't prove it. Nah, 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 nah. Right. Um, like, and I mean, the thing is, is that, they can prove it, and I mean, it has been proven, I think, and both the... Yeah. So, I, I just... I don't know. This sucks. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. I hope that the judge and jury, if it comes to a jury, uh, will realize this is bullshit and uh, and say fuck you to the Blackhawks. I, I don't think it'll get to a jury because I think this is a civil court case, so it's probably a judge that's going to have to rule on this. Um, hopefully that judge is like, you guys are dicks. This is terrible that you even went this way, and you're, you've are you done the crime. Fuck you. Yeah. <clears throat> Malcolm Subban was traded to the Buffalo Sabres by the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday for future considerations. He's been playing in Rockford in the AHL. I do believe that he's going to get some time with the big club, maybe in a playing at capacity. Um, we'll see, though. Uh, future considerations. So another Subban that's in the in the organ or in the NHL. It's definitely interesting and cool to see. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I wonder what he thought. You know, they were in Vegas together, him and Flurry. Mm-hmm. Then they end up in Chicago together, but he right. ended up playing in the AHL and he played. I believe he's two two and one this season. Um, 
But hopefully going to Buffalo gives him a, another chance to get some more NHL time because he did get – I mean, he got a decent amount of games in Vegas before they brought in Leonard. Right. You're talking uh, um, Subban here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subban. Right, right. Um, and I just don't think he was ready, but uh, he was highly touted. I mean, he, he was drafted and everything. So, you know, people thought he had some promise at least. Let's see what let's see what he can do here. Um, maybe another level to his game. Uh, moving on, though. The Canucks have fired head coach Travis Green. Uh, this was – I think this was – teed up during the offseason they gave him the first 20 games to see if he could figure it out obviously he hasn't the Canucks have not been playing very well but here's where the here's where the sweet spot comes in reportedly Bruce Boudreaux for ex-caps coach will be the new coach I think we all remember him from the Winter Classic when he was saying when he was going on a tirade uh, in the like at the third period of a game you know if you if you want it you gotta fucking want it. <laughs> Just Quack. basically reaming out the boys uh, with a with a tirade of of colorful language, if you will. Highly recommend at least reviewing that clip if you haven't. Mm. I usually try to watch it at least once a year. It's a uh, it's it's a classic in my eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him on uh, you know talking about caps games, but. You know, if he still wants to coach, it's good to see him getting back at it. Yeah, and at a head coaching position. So, you know, because um, where he was in Anaheim, I believe, last. Oh, no, Minnesota. Minnesota. He was in Minnesota last. Yeah, he was with Minnesota for several for years. A good bit of time. Yeah. And, you know, Gabby's a good good coach, good offensive coach. Uh It'll be interesting to see what he does with the team as far as his coaching personnel on the defensive side of the puck. It'd be really great to get somebody who's just like really – I mean, honestly, like a Todd Reardon or something maybe on the defensive side, even though we've seen what he can do in a head coaching position and now he's he's the assistant coach for the, for the Penguins. But, you know, somebody who's got a real defensive um, track record would be good for him. We'll see, though. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is with Vancouver, uh, you can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Injuries. Ryan Getzloff is on injured reserve with a lower body injury. He just passed a big benchmark. Was it a thousand games in the NHL? Uh, a thousand points. Mm, okay. Yeah. A thousand points. Um, Against the cap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so good for him. Uh, but looks like he's out. Anaheim's punching a little bit above their weight with that Troy Terry kid who I have on fantasy. And that's the yeah, only good and, thing. Uh, Zegris. Yeah. He's he's having a good start. Right. And uh, I believe Gibson's still in net for them. So they have some pieces. Um, I think that they're definitely – I think that they're in a let – me, let me double check this. But I think that they're in a playoff spot right now. And I don't think anybody expected them to be there. Did you? No, I I expected California as a whole to be the bottom of the Pacific per the last few years, you know, just Sorry. sticking with that. Yeah, and surprisingly, San Jose is in the first wild card spot, and Anaheim is third in the Pacific. So, interesting stuff there. There's uh, 
there's a three-point spread between San Jose and, and Anaheim, too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. You know, the West is always a shit show. So um, I'll say this. San Jose is tied in points with the Penguins. And, you know, we hope that changes here soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quentin Byfield was activated off of injured reserve and loaned to Ontario of the American Hockey League. Um, that's a rookie. I don't think he's played in the NHL yet. Definitely not for any any uh, extended period of time. But highly touted prospect. Hopefully he can come off the men and maybe we'll see him in uh, – in it's a Kings jersey, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, I think he's the highest ever drafted black player. Um, and he was number two overall last year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and he – was it – it was his ankle or his wrist. He broke something in training camp. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And so, um, so he might have yeah, made the so team he, right off the bat. Yeah, I mean I'm I'd I'd be willing to think he did and or I think he would, and he's probably just going to Ontario for you know, just to get his legs under him before playing for the, the big league. Right. So conditioning stint on uh back off of IR. We'll see. Uh, Nikita Kucherov skated with the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday for the first time since having surgery for a lower body injury on October 26th. Uh, look for him to be out for until playoffs start. <laughs> yeah, they'll stretch this out until May. Right. Further complications, he might play a couple games and then, you know, quote-unquote re-injure that and need to take a couple months off. Um, you know, Tampa Bay sure as hell doesn't need any help. They are still uh, still third in the Atlantic, and it's a tight race there. Three points from one to three. That's the spread. Um, you know, if not for Florida coming out on fire and continuing that through the first twenty games, they might. You know, Tampa Bay might be. You know, one and two there. Uh, so definitely interesting to see. Tampa Bay has still been good. You know, I think everybody's looking at. I think the, they have the most pressure to three peat out of anybody who's had that pressure on them in the past. Yeah, um, I mean, they've... <clears throat> a lot of people think they're really good, and mm-hmm. people think they have the chance to do it. Um, I feel like when the, when the Penguins were coming off a of back-to-back, people were kind of already, like, thinking three's too much. Um, they're tired. It's not going to happen. But it doesn't seem like people have that same thought for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and I mean, you think that the, when they won the, the back-to-back cups, it was, uh, you know, the, the shortened season. And right. different playoff. So, it, I, <clears throat> you know, I'm thinking that there's an asterisk on both of those seasons. I know you don't. But... Well, someone had to win. That's true. But, I mean, it should be noted that they didn't have to play a full season, which is... The hardest part about hockey, I feel like, eighty-two games plus the full tournament. Uh, so I don't know, man. I mean, I yeah. I mean, coming off of uh, you know, comparing it to the Penguins back, it probably probably played, played like fifty less games in right. that time span. So uh, I definitely think it would be if anyone was going to repeat in today's NHL, this would be the opportunity. Yeah, coming off of two shortened seasons. But, right, right. Um, <clears throat> I think it's a big ask, especially being in the same division as Florida. Right. And it's still a three-peat. <clears throat> Let's not fool yeah. ourselves. I mean, it still is 
tough, uh, even if they played 50 less games. Uh, but yeah. I think that they would silence all haters and then also have the three-peat tagged in there. Yeah. So uh, I think they have the most most pressure in any case. But, again, we'll see how it goes down. <clears throat> Still a lot of hockey to play, you know, about yeah. a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, we've got so many things that could happen. Uh, speaking, though, of other things that happened, uh, moving on to suspensions, Brendan Lemieux ends up getting five games for writing Brady Kachuk. He bit him in the hand. Um, so that uh, that eventually that I mean, so <laughs> we talked about this last week, and we were wondering what was going to go down. I think that the NHL is, has come down pretty severely on this, as they should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they should. Like biting, there's absolutely no excuse for that. <laughs> Um, in anything other than eating food, um, <laughs> like you know, and it's it's just perfect that it's Claude Lemieux's kid, right? Right. I mean, with with the reputation that he had, and I think people were even saying that Claude Lemieux and Keith Kachuk went at it a few times. Sure. Um, so it's just kind of funny that their kids are doing the same thing, but it's a blood feud. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have argued if he got more than five games. Yeah. It is. It's just ridiculous. It really is just fucking dumb to do that. First of all, but to to you know, I, I'm I'm dumbfounded as to why you would bite someone in any case. He must have been pissed uh, yeah. because it wasn't just like a oh he bit me. There's no mark. Like okay, he probably did something. Just he probably just felt something weird. He had, like, blood on his hand. Yeah. Like, he tried to Tyson him, you know, like, take a chunk out of him. Yeah, and I think if you draw blood on a human bite, you really put some force there. Yeah. I mean, the human jaw is incredibly strong, but, like, and the the chewing muscles that we have, you know, especially ours, Polly, with how much we eat. But, you know, I... (laughs) I mean, this is wild, dude. Why the fuck would you bite someone? And then, I mean, I don't think I've ever been like so angry, at least in my in adulthood, where I'm like, I'm gonna bite this motherfucker. Like, if he gets anything near yeah. my face, it's done. I'm gonna bite him. Uh, That's some real caveman shit. It is. It is. And I don't even. Under- I didn't see the play, like how it developed. I don't know if like, I don't know, like Brady had his hand in his face or something and then he just was like Arr! you know <laughs> to do it <laughs> i he it must have been i mean i don't think that he was in like the bottom of a pile and just like s- just started chomping at the nearest thing near him and well i think know. they went to the ground okay and <laughs> i mean I, the, this clip i saw was brady kachuk so mad saying he effing bit me he bit me and he's getting pulling, pitting, picking himself up off the ground. He's got his like hand out, and you can clearly tell there's a bite mark there. You're like Jesus, yeah. So, yeah. Well, let I, me ask you this. Yeah. You know, you got you had yourself a little tussle tonight in roller hockey. Did it cross <laughs> your mind to bite somebody? No. I mean, first of all, I didn't have anything to bite. Everything was padded. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I was enraged. Uh, I didn't think that that guy deserved like a bite, but. Plus, like, dude, of all the things you're gonna bite, it's the it's the glove ungloved hockey hand. Ugh. Like 
My my hands don't stop stinking for like two days after playing one game of beer league. You can just imagine yeah, what it, those guys' hands smell like. When it comes to hockey and the stink you get from your gloves, your hands yeah. might as well be feet. <laughs> that is that is it's so unbelievably and scary and disgustingly accurate. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So this dude basically just bit somebody's sweaty foot. Like yeah. a normal person's sweaty foot after like a day of work and, you know, they're peeling it in the middle, middle of summer and they had to walk to work and they're walking home. They're, they're sitting down, taking their foot off and just like peeling off that damp sock. Yeah. He bit that. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably the, proud of it too. Well, yeah, probably. And the thing is that like. All the blood. I mean, he drew blood. So, they, like, that's in you, man. Like, you ingested yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, I do not have. I I would be very upset if I ended up with somebody else's blood in my mouth. Yeah, I know how you like, are that too. Jesus. Of... That's like your. That's like your worst fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A random person's blood inside my body, unless I'm like getting a transfusion. Yes, that that'd be terrible. <laughs> uh yeah all right so that's that was weird but um yeah all i gotta say is just don't try to rip my helmet off <laughs> yeah or hockey troll will give you the hockey troll special yeah <clears throat> but uh i won't bite you i <laughs> oh wow okay rod the bod or rod brindamore as losers like to call him was fine <laughs> $25,000 following the Caps win over Carolina. Now, I think Rod blew a fucking gasket on this one. Um, he argued this after we got the five-on-three call uh, for a clear slash. I mean, it broke our, our guy's stick. This was a – and it wasn't on the puck. The puck was never touched. It, the I forget who committed the penalty, but he basically chopped wood onto the stick and was not going for the puck. I mean, it was, he could have done the same thing. He could have got the desired result from like a two-handed play and kept keeping his feet moving. But instead, he's leaning into it like, you know, he's been all the way over throwing the chop. I, I don't believe yeah. that this was like a, a weak stick or anything or, you know, a fluke on the broken stick. This was like, a, I'm going to break your fucking stick. And he did. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a clear slash. And I think... The NHL rules are pretty clear. I think all hockey rules are clear. I mean, you pretty much, you know, if you knock someone's stick out of their hand, if you break the stick, like that's that's as clear cut as it gets. Yeah, on a downward motion with force. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, is that this was a foot above the heel of the stick. You know, it'd be different if you like hit the blade and broke, snapped the blade in half or something. That would have been a little bit more like okay, maybe, but. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so so obvious, and and then Brendan Moore is just losing his fucking mind. I mean, every blood vessel in this man's body was just pushed out of his face. Um, he's bright red, had a tirade, screaming and yelling. The league, he's already on the league's uh, bad side because you know, and and I will give it to him. Like I love it because I really respect Rod, but at the same time, like. I think he got this one wrong. 
Last time he got suspended or for twenty five grand, the refs really did blow a game for him, and he wasn't shy about saying, "Yeah, the refs came in and dictated the result of this game, and that's fucking bullshit." Uh, I think that's cool. I like that about him and Tortorella, and you know, yeah, you guys robbed us. I mean, we got fucking robbed, and it's the league should be held accountable. Now, do you do that in the presser while you're pissed the fuck off immediately after the game? Probably not. Uh, do you, should you go in behind closed doors and start doing like, cause there is a, there's a petition and, and there's a end of year, uh, conference generally for the NHL with all of the coaches where they get in and they review calls and they say, I don't think this should have been a call or it should have been a call. And I want to believe that the NHL takes that feedback, um, and, and does something with it. But at the same time, like maybe they don't. Um, so maybe Rod just thinks that this is the best way to do it. Clearly not. Got hit with another twenty-five grand, um, and this wasn't even in the presser. This was just for his uh, irate on ice actions. So, I think he's playing a little bit into his reputation as a naysayer of the league, but also I think he's on the, sh- the league's shit list. Uh, I mean, we've seen Bruce Boudreaux do it. Maybe it was just because it's Rod and Rod the Bot, and he's just so much more scary when he does it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Big Brother has to keep control of the the charismatic, up and coming, handsome man who could stir up trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah, the fifty year old ripped guy who could probably put most of the guys in on his on his roster to shame in the combine. Um, the but you know, I mean, it is a little bit different, like Rod the Bod doing it. I was I was genuinely like. I was both aroused and scared at the same time. And, you know, that's not something that you get when, like, Bruce Boudreaux loses his shit and, you know, tells the ref to go fuck themselves. I mean, that's kind of more just like, that's cute and funny versus that's scary and I'm horny. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, oh, Bruce. (laughs) Simmer down now, Bruce. And then Rod does it, and you're like, God I'm feeling God. things, and I don't understand them. <laughs> the The natural reaction that my body's having is is surprising, but I don't I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston Bruins forward Brad Marchand has been suspended three games without pay for slew footing Vancouver Canucks defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson. Have both those guys on my fantasy team? I literally just dropped Oliver Ekman Larson. I thought he was going to have, and we were talking about this at the beginning of the season. I thought he was going to have a really good uh, season. Started out hot and then has done jack shit after the first five games. Brad Marchand, on the other hand, carries my team and has really just fucked me this entire week. So, <clears throat> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Rat. Um, well, you know, uh, speaking of slew footing, <clears throat> uh, a potential uh, iffy another, um, additional move by P.K. Subban. Yeah. Um, they determined he was not going to have any discipline for what some people are saying was a slew foot. Others are saying it was incidental contact. I watched this game live. Uh, I thought it was Bridget. If you look at it objectively, yeah, that's kind of incidental. I mean, he comes up behind him and, you know, he gets him with his upper thigh. So, like, if you're going to slew foot, if you do slew footing well, uh, you want to 
connect with the other player like either on the runner of their skate like kick the runner of their skate the chassis closer to the ground out or um you're gonna want to like get them like above the ankle that's how i've i've because what the point is that you want to get that uh foot off the ice as quickly as possible like in as easily as possible uh you're not usually like hiking up your leg to like use your knee to like break the 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 to the back of the knee of the other player or to the upper thigh of the other player you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah i mean if if you're slew footing you're going for the foot right i mean the only time i can remember ever pulling one myself it was at uh practice in high school when we were doing a team scrimmage and my cousin and i who we got into it a lot if we weren't on the same team shout out buddha yeah shout out buddha just you know competitive fellows that we are yeah um and it was um i believe it was a non-contact scrimmage and he caught me with my head down and laid me out and i didn't (laughs) take too kindly to that so as the puck went down to the other end and he's in the crease I just came up behind him and I kicked my toe, hit his heel. And so that's how I did my slew foot. I mean, it worked very effectively. Oh, yeah. Um, he woke up or he got up mad and started swinging at me. But uh, <laughs> so I would have loved to see this. <laughs> well, he, he, he did like the, the Phil Kessel chop at my skates oh. in shin guards. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't drop him. Okay. But. I think I deserved that, to be honest. It was Absolutely. it was a very cheap, it was a very cheap shot. But yeah, if you're <laughs> going to slew foot, you're you're going at somewhere on the skate or just above the skate. You're not going to the the hamstring. I think honestly, PK was just trying to, you know, jockey for position. Yeah, and it happened. And like when it happens, and they, uh, I forget who went, who it was that went down. I think it was Ehlers. Uh, he was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, sorry, man. Like, he tapped his shoulder and was like, oh, fuck, what the fuck happened there? And, you know, yeah. palms up, looked at the ref, looked around, realized no call was going to get get blown, and he, like, uh, he skated on. But, uh, yeah, I think that he kind of felt that. Um, and I'm sure he's feeling a little bit of pressure to not slew foot people anymore. Um, yeah, I'd hope so. The slew foot in college for me was uh, thrown at least three times a game. <laughs> uh, I slew foot people every fucking, I slew foot people in beer league. I slew foot people all the time. It is a incredible tool to use if you can do it correctly. And the, the point of a slew foot for me isn't to make the person fall down. Right. So like, fuck, when I was in high school, we were taught to like clean out guys by kick, like clean out put drive somebody into the boards right so like you're facing the boards put your elbow in front of their like cross your body into their chest and clean them out with the elbow while you're like kicking their feet out from under them and then that's like a that's that if you can do that all in one motion nobody's going to call you for that that's a it's a yeah. good but that's taking the guy out of the play now do a lot of people get injured doing that fuck no i mean that's not a real you get railed into the boards, you're going to fall down anyways, right? A good hit. So this one is just less effort, but the guy falls and you can write it off to being tangled up. I employ the slew foot 
when I have to fucking try to move somebody who's huge. I mean, I remember there was some guys we played with in college were like, you know, a solid like 250 cut, right? I mean, I would think some of them were just big dudes. Yeah. You know, at this point I'm I'm still large, but I'm not very tall. And if they could skate really well and they were really strong on their skates, like I was just trying to move a brick wall and it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, at that point you like get behind them and try to like shove them from the back, like on their hips, try to get their hips moving. Nothing. So I just go up behind them and kick their foot out and then move them. But the point was not to like make them fall over. Yeah. Unless I hit them off balance. Yeah. Unless I, unless I was like really like pissed off and then they would fall and I'd be like, ha ha. And I'd always, (laughs) and that, and the point to do it, you, you always pull that when a shot from outside's coming. So like as the shot's coming, and the puck is on its way, then you can like, you get a lot, you get away with a lot more in front of the net. Uh, yeah. Or you used to. So that, that, at that point you can actually like physically move people. You can't just like maul somebody when the, when the plays in the corner. Uh, you know what I mean? But so if you pick your, pick your areas, right. The, uh, ref isn't going to be like looking at you. And, and the, and the trick is to not like engage them too physically. Like don't get into the cross checking in front of the net until the shots on the way. Because then you can kind of like take some liberties. Yeah, I mean everybody gets distracted by the puck, right. and like you said, you take your liberties. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know, if you want me to coach your young hockey player, I'll be doing oh. one-on-one lessons about <laughs> about how best to get away with shit um, playing hockey and. Uh, you know what? Three hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, it sounds fair. You might even yeah. be lowballing it. I think so. I mean, you know, I'm really in it for the kids. So clearly. <laughs> now, kids, first of all, you gotta lean in on him with your shoulder, and then kick his foot out from under him, and then and then drive him through device. <laughs> you know, if we were living the Slapshot movie, you'd be the guy who takes the sledgehammer to the bus I'm making it look mean (laughs) Uh, alright well you know what's not mean Caps fans that is DraftKings Sportsbook football fans I'm sure we all love an action packed high scoring NFL game but the latest no brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL you'll be a winner once a single points scored new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and with $100 in free bets and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Indiana, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 rate required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we get into uh, talking about the Washington Capitals. We've been I agree. doing too much... Uh, Breaking arms, jerking ourselves off about our own hockey prowess, and we should be talking about guys who have real talent. What do you think? 
All right. is uh, a bit much when it's talking about us. That's true. I guess prowess uh, kind of alludes to skill and being good, but... You know. Exploits is probably a better word. <laughs> yeah, philandering or hockey philandering. Uh, Caps ran some some pretty cool news. It's not really related to the actual uh, you know games. Is that Tom Wilson is still in the running for the Olympic Canadian team? Uh, it's going to be a rare and honestly a situation. I'm going to have to experience rooting for a team playing against Tom Wilson if he makes it. I, I don't I don't know if I like that at all at all but um at the same time you know we hope him we wish him well i hope i I would love to see him make that olympic roster i think that he would add a lot to that team uh yeah you know i think they're down to um like 55 names right now wow and he's he's still in the running um you know if i were ever to get a team canada jersey it would be tom wilson or joe sack those are two really good choices. Uh, I agree. And fucking those those new jerseys look so tight. I'm gonna be honest with with the, the Canadian jerseys are, look really cool. I mean, both the all three of them, but like the red and the black one. I mean, mm, chef's kiss. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I th- I hope he makes it. I mean, I really do. Um, I think that he would be a great asset to the team, especially you know he'll probably get delegated to their checking line. But you might see him on the power play. You might see him, you know, he's he's a versatile player, you know. Uh, Capstans, I'm sure you all know that the guy is a bona fide 20-goal scorer a year, 50-point guy. Uh, he can make plays. He creates a ton of space out there for his lineys. Um, I mean, he does a good job. I And, and I think that his skating ability is highly un- overlooked and underrated. I also think that his speed is, is the same way. Uh, Mm-hmm. On top of that, he's like a solid 230. You know, I mean, he's probably the only guy on the roster that outweighs Ovechkin. Yeah, so I think he'd be really good. Um, I, I think he'd be probably one of the better penalty killers on the team mm-hmm. with Team Canada. And, um, you know, I just wonder, you know, maybe going into a corner or in a puck battle, Ovi and Wilson clash. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't want to see it because if they do it, the world will just break in half starting where they contact just straight, just straight seismic, like Dragon Ball Z explosion. And then the world, the earth would just, you know, yeah, it'll be like the opposite of the big bang. The universe will suck in on itself. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what the hell happens there. Uh, wish him the best of luck. He's got stiff competition to say the least. I mean, yeah. Think about all the good Canadian hockey players. We don't have to list who's on the <clears throat> who's on the uh, who's on the chopping block right now because there's the list is too good and too many. But uh, you know, I've said it a hundred times. If they took their first team and cut them all, and then went with the second team, it would be a national embarrassment if they didn't win gold every year with their second team. So <clears throat> the fact that Canada is not out there winning gold after gold after gold is uh, pretty trash even though, you know, last year they, they weren't able to do it. Or last last Olympics, they weren't able to do it because Russia finally got their shot and Germany as well. So yeah. I'm really hoping for a Canadian no medal finish just to see some riots. Yeah, um, that'd be great. 
<laughs> I, I, um, I love seeing Canada not succeed in hockey. Right. Honestly, if I see Canada play in another sport, I'm rooting for them. Yeah. Soccer sure. or anything else, the Olympics. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, comes to hockey, I just want to see them crash and burn all the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, they are North American brothers and sisters up north, right? So that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I – we'll see. I think that this and, – and, you know, Polly, we were talking. The Olympics is still up in the air. Yeah. Uh, because if – you were saying if somebody contracts COVID in China, that's a three-week sit-down they have to have. Yeah, I read that in an article. So, um, you know, if it's wrong, the article was wrong. But I doubt the article was wrong because I'm sure whoever did did their research. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, say someone contracts it towards the end of the tournament. Yeah. That's that's like two and a half weeks of NHL hockey. And right. then when they come back to North America, they may be forced to quarantine. Correct. So – who knows? Who knows what, what goes on? Hopefully that the the NHL players will be able to do this. So, uh, I mean, strange times, folks. We're seeing Alexander Ovechkin at 20 goals, and at 36, he's got the best start in his NHL career and the best start of most in the NHL his, in NHL history, and especially at his age. And, um, yeah, I mean, then we have also a global pandemic. So, you know, uh, it's crazy that, you know, Ovi's a lock for, we've already said he's a lock for the Russian team. I wonder how he's going to cope. Uh, I would assume he'll be voted in as an all-star, but probably not play uh, and rest. Yeah. So, and take the suspension there. But, uh which is awesome because the all-star game is a joke, but you know, it's a good time. It's a good time for the guys who make it, you know, it's kind of like a little vacay that they kind of have to play three out three tourney for. So in any case, good stuff, but uh, interesting times. We'll keep you filled in on Tom Wilson's status. Paul, I think you deserve, or I think, I think the, the listeners deserve an apology from you. Yeah. Uh, I do apologize. Um, you know, normally I set up the outline, and even if I don't set it up, you know, there's certain parts that usually fall to me, and that is lining up next week's games so we can talk about them and properly make our predictions. I forgot the Panthers game. Um, I guess I thought that the next game was in December, and so I just skipped over the last one. So we made our predictions based on a two-game two week, and there were three games. Uh, I think we'd like to forget the game anyway. You know, it was uh, at Florida. Yeah, four to one blown lead. No Ovechkin points. Tell me, does it get any worse than that? No, it doesn't. It was uh, the worst third period that I think the Caps have played in their in a long time, years and years and years. Um, I, I mean. Well, first of all, let me address, Polly, we will forgive you just this one time. If, if it happens again, you know, look for your walking papers. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, I, I would say, like, this this game, man, I mean, it was so – the first two periods, like, yeah, yeah, like, this is amazing. 
But I always, I always worry about the Capitals when they score in bunches in the first and second. Like, even if they do it early, especially if they score, if they go up like five nothing in the first period, I'm always like, fuck. Like, couldn't we have spaced those out, worked a little harder for them? Um, you knew in the third period the Panthers were going to come out swinging for the fences, and that they did. And man, this team just fell the fuck apart. Uh, weren't getting to pucks, uh, losing battles, and then having to make up for them with lazy play was what went to what we had three penalties in that in that last uh, frame, and they scored on like two of them. So and a shorthanded, yeah, and a shorthanded goal. I mean. It really doesn't get worse than that. It, 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 I don't. It was the worst end to a game. You know, we would have gone. You know, Florida beat us early on in the season, I believe, uh, in overtime. But you know, I was, I was ready. I had all the tweets ready. I was like, Florida's fake news. Florida's not even that good. Like, uh, they're not even. They're not. I don't even know why anybody's worried about Florida. You know, obviously we got this in the bag. They're still the Southeast Division whipping boys. You know, same with Carolina. Uh, I had it all. I had it all just teed up, ready to go. I was going to just multi-tweet this thing and typical Washington Capitals making me look bad. Yeah, you know, lucky me. I was. I jumped on the Slapshot Sweethearts live stream. Oh, yeah. For the third for the third period. Um the worst time I could have been there. And so I got to um share that with the public and uh, it was not fun. Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was good being on the show, but it wasn't fun that that's what was going on in the game. Right. Uh it was also Sammy's first regulation loss and you know, I think if there's any team that you can't let up on in this season's NHL, it's yeah. the Panthers. Oh, no doubt. They are, yeah, they're high-flying, they're hot, and, um, you know, it's not like we were playing, I don't know, Buffalo, right. you know, where we could just mail it in. Yeah, this is, uh, as we've said in the past, one of the ones where we just want to burn the tape. Yeah, um, and, you know, Laviolette did what he could. He saw it in the first four minutes, called a timeout, and told everybody to get their heads out of their ass. There was a lot of there was a lot of f f's being read on the lips of Laviolette from from my angle, um, and they needed it and it didn't work. So, you know, I applaud Laviolette for <clears throat> taking that early timeout, and you know <clears throat> that last goal, the game winner was just like the the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, Sammy played an incredible game. I can't fault him for any of the goals except the last one. I would have loved to see him at least get us that loser point. But at the same time, yeesh. Uh, it's just a – I mean, f- it was it was like the, the, the defense started to shit. The offense started to shit. I mean, and then it was finally the, the goalie. So I don't think we need to dwell on it too much. It was not a – it was not a solid game. And that was a, what, 5-4 loss? Yeah. Three, four goals in the third? Yep. Four in the third. Wow. Total trash. Moving on. Move on on to another trash game. Yeah. So I didn't get to watch this one, thankfully, because I was at the Wheeling Symphony on Ice. Shout out uh, Main Street Bank, Rich Lucas, for, uh, you know, bringing that 
back and, and doing such a great job. I was impressed by the production value and the talent that was available to watch. It was a fun kind of Christmas night, Christmas theme night. Uh, they played Christmas music and saw like figure skaters and the local figure skating clubs from Pittsburgh and Wheeling uh, out there. Good time. Uh, but why don't you uh, why don't you drive this one there, Polly? All right. Yeah. So on the second, played Chicago. Schultz and Sprong were back in the lineup. Uh, you know, I had no idea that Seth Jones has a little brother playing in the in the show, and he's also on the Hawks. So me neither. I learned that during the game. Hmm. Um, you know, it was a piss poor first period. The Caps they looked lazy, lethargic. They only got one power play, but nothing happened. Um, and then the, the period was capped off a two on one, you know, the, the defense had hopped up into the play. I think it was Jensen and Orlov and Canes came down on a two on one cause Jensen was stuck in the offensive zone and Kane put it through Orlov and to danced around VTech with a really nice move. And, you know, that's, that's the end of the first period. Not a good one. And going into the second started off nice. Ovi rocked Murphy in the first shift, and I don't think he came back. It was a clean hit, shoulder chest contact, just the way you like it. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but then on the on the next shift, fighting off a Chicago rush, Dowd, Hags, and Hathaway. It was a beautiful tic tac toe for Dowd to tap it in. Um, I really like Hags playing with Dowd and Hathaway. Um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, I think I think Carl yeah. Haglund is an important part of the Washington Capitals team. Uh, I think that Twitter gives him a really bad. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you're expecting here on a breakaway from Carl Haglund, but the fact that he even got that as a fourth liner, like usually playing as the top two lines of the opposition, is good. Um, so. If you don't like Carl Haglin, I don't know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, and he did have uh, he did have a post in this game. Yeah. Um, he can't buy one. I mean, he he goes through these things. Yeah, but you know he's he's contributing. He's still getting his assists. You know, he's he makes really nice passes. He is he's very valuable out there, even if he's not getting all the points. Um. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they, they tied it up one-on-one, and then Kubalik beats Hathaway and then Vitek on the power play to make it two-to-one. Um, Kubalik. 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 Dominic yeah. Kubalik. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ovi got a chance to tie the game. He rang the post. And then 229 left on the clock. Ovi centers a puck, goes off a of Chicago skate, then the post, and then Kuzi bangs at home two to two. Revenge tour uh, continues. Yeah, I mean it was such a nice play. Uh, Ovi, his passing, just just like every other part of his game, just keeps getting so much better. Uh, it it was it was a thing of beauty, and uh, you know, Kuzi just showing us why we shouldn't have gotten rid of him. And yeah. good thing we didn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, Hathaway took a penalty coming out of the box. He makes it three on two. You know, he's hot. Love to see it. Hathaway is, uh, you know, he's he's just been a grinder all this time, and he still is. 
but the fact that he can still or the fact that he's been scoring just kind of feels good to see him him getting those uh those rewards for his hard work no doubt <clears throat> Ovi had a good look he hit flurry's glove i think flurry just has his number man it doesn't matter who he's playing for uh honestly we're lucky that Ovi even scored in the stanley cup final yeah. playing against flurry yeah, um, uh, yeah. Flurry's Flurry's a bitch. We we. I mean, he's the only penguin that I would ever defend. Uh, but I he's and Jay Fresh when we had him on the pod like a year or so ago, he was saying like you know hockey fans and and goalies they're very uh, you know you you remember like the crazy shit that they did right and that is enough to sustain you for like an entire career. <laughs> it seems in Flurry's case especially. Uh, you know, he just playoff heroics, uh, and everybody's quick to forget the Philly series where he was averaging like five goals against. Like nobody, nobody remembers that. So, uh, definitely interesting to see that. Yeah, and then Seth Jones tied it up with eight minutes left. So here we go again, another overtime game. Um, in overtime, Ozzy, Ovi, uh, Ozzy, <laughs> Ovi. Kuzi and Wilson all had their chances to win it. Um, I know at least some of those went off the post and, you know, we didn't lose in overtime, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. But then we go to shootout and uh, <laughs> the posts continue. Kuzi, post, Sprong, Pipe, Ovi, nothing. Um, Taves didn't score, but then Kane just right through the five hole. VTech had no chance. Um, you know, overall, I think this is a shit game. Should have won this one. Uh, the Caps didn't play terrible, but the fact that they didn't put this away in regulation for a victory against the Chicago team, in my opinion, makes it a bad game. Yeah. Um, and it is worth noting that Chicago is playing a lot better as of late and coming into this, they were on a, on a big, bit of a heater. Uh, but I wanted to win this game for more personal reasons regarding their recent scandal. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't do it. Uh, we did get a point from it, though. So, you know, unfortunately, it had to happen against this team. But at the same time, those points are important. And we do, we, we come out there scathed but still kicking. Um, as far as the... When you look back on this game, it's not going to be like, oh, man, well, if we would have put Chicago away in regulation, like, oh, at least knock on wood, uh, that they're not going that, – that it would have affected the season. Um, you're going to have these games for sure, especially I'm sure the Caps were a little bit gun-shy. Uh, I'm sure that Laviolette bagged them, did something to them <laughs> in practice yeah. uh, after those two third periods in Carolina and in Florida – that were subpar at best. Um, so, you know, I macro look at the season, not a big deal. Micro look at the season, this fucking sucks. Yeah, but, you know, a, a thing I, I think about with teams is if you're good, you get the points you should get. Sure. Because, you know, a, a real high-caliber team <laughs> – Everybody has their off games, and there will be upsets. But if you're going to make it, if you're going to if you're going to win the division, if you're going to win the, the cup, you got to win the games that you should win. 
um, the majority of the time. And I, I just think that's one of these games. But, you know, they didn't. And uh, they were able to bounce back. But, again, you know, no OV goal and a loss. Pretty terrible. Sure. And, I mean, while the, the Hawks have uh, not been not been great, uh, I mean – they're seventh in the central, right? But they have they just beat uh the Islanders today and Sunday in a shootout. Uh you know, they're they're making things happen. Um most of their wins have come in like the past month. So in November. So what can you do? They are they're finding their groove, unfortunately. So True. I will I would I'll, be rooting for them. You what? I would be rooting for them if it wasn't for all this if uh if this whole um, sex abuse situation had never happened, right. I would be rooting for Chicago right now to make a comeback. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I can't bring myself to, to cheer for them because of all the terrible shit that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to Columbus. We did finally get a full-on win here. Uh, and I was also unable to watch this game. So, you know... I, but the good thing is, I mean, this is a big regulation win that we needed. I mean, again, like you said, Polly, we should be getting the points from the teams that we need to get points from who are below us or beneath us in talent. And I think Columbus is one of those teams. Uh, I think that they're surprising a lot of people right now. But again, I think they're like the Ducks, punching way above their weight. Um, though I would like to see them deprive the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins of a playoff spot. So, you know, as long as they... As long as they can uh, climb their way out of this and, and kind of get into a wild card spot, I'll be happy. But the Caps yeah. prevented that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, coming into this week, this is a game that really I thought would be more of a challenge than the Chicago game. Right. Uh, but it was a nice rebound after the terrible week they'd had. Uh, the Caps really seemed to control the majority of the game, at least from my vantage point watching. Uh, they they outshot and out hit the jackets, so that definitely goes along the lines of dominating a game. Protoss he got the first goal of the game. It was a pretty nice in close goal, and then Ovi had a snipe, which is 750 on his career coming down the right side. You know, once again, he scores from everywhere. Right. Um, <clears throat> Columbus got one in the third from Eric Robinson, but uh, <clears throat> it wasn't enough. And with an empty net, Hathaway got an empty netter. What was really cool about this play was Kuzi almost completely ruined the whole opportunity to put in the empty netter because he was holding on to it, trying to get it to Ovi, and they were on him like uh, flies on shit. And <laughs> so then I think the puck kind of got coughed up and Hathaway picked it up, and then he put it through three defenders. It was probably one of the tougher empty net goals you'll see, except for like the real highlight goals, but... You know, Hathaway, he, uh, he took some real skill to zip that through. And that's his seventh on the season. And that came into a 3-1 win. Uh, I think uh, Sammy was in that, not not yeah. D-Tech. Um, but so Obi's goal, you know, that's his 20th on the season, 17 straight 20-goal seasons. It was his 118th game-winning goal. And he's the second pl- second youngest player to 750. And the second fewest games 
to get to 750. And of course, Gretzky is first in both of those categories. Interesting. <clears throat> That's good stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I the, like, I don't know. I, I, it's stranger than fiction, like I say every week. You can't make this shit up, folks. Ovechkin is a fucking machine. You know, there is there is nothing that uh, it's it's mind blowing. I've never seen this. I've never seen this in my you know decades long watching hockey career, <laughs> uh, which I can call it a career now because I get paid to, paid a little bit. We are professionals. Podcast. We are professional podcasters. And if that doesn't make you feel fucking bad about yourself, I'm not really sure what will. Um, <clears throat> so, I, 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 I'm speechless. I mean, he's 36 at this point. Guys are playing in Russia, you know, or Germany, yeah. or Sweden. You know, they're gone, or they've retired. They've, they've they've gone into an analyst position. I mean, look at look at beautiful man Patrick Sharp. You know, I think he's like Ovi's age. <laughs> he couldn't hack it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a Tom Brady situation. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I don't know if it's the Russian gas or what, but... And I mean, you know, what's interesting to me is that... Do you remember early in Ovechkin's career when they were talking about uh, PEDS, like the performance-enhancing drugs? Uh not really. I, I didn't pay attention to too much chatter back then. I was still a youngin. Yeah, but I mean, there was. I I always remember there always being like, well, the only reason Ovechkin is playing this way, he was literally so good that people thought he was on like steroids or something. Well, I mean, that's understandable that people would just default to that because of how magical he is. Yeah, and I mean, with, I mean the, the ability to play as a power forward in such a dominating way. I mean, you look at power forwards across the... So, for across the NHL, when OV came in, a great power forward would be like Tom Wilson. He's a great power forward now. But if you're putting up numbers like Tom Wilson in in the NHL that OV stepped foot into in his first game, you know, you were Tom Wilson. And, and that was a really good thing to be. I mean, it was a coveted thing to be in the NHL at that point. Um, Ovi did that and then blew it wide open and scored 65 fucking goals and won Calder and Hearts and, you know, R. Ross, Richards, all of it. Um, and really kind of just, uh, changed the way that power plays are set up and everything else. I mean, he really, I think that, like I said, I think we're going to look back on it and say like, holy fuck. I mean, this guy Ovechkin really was, um, groundbreaking in, in a sense, not only will he be the best goal scorer of all time, but also this, he, I mean, the way he played changed things for people. Uh, <clears throat> never in the history of the game or in, in people's lifetimes had they seen a player that could could hit and wheel and score like Ovechkin did. So, Yeah, I mean, he's got um, in the, the 3,000s of hits. Uh, yeah. They were... Uh, there was a graphic comparing goal scorers and their hits, and I think like the next closest guy was Crosby with like eight hundred. Yeah, and he's got three thousand. And yeah. the next closest guy in that same time frame was Ovechkin to score goals, or next to Ovechkin was Crosby, and he's like a hundred and twenty behind Crosby is. Yeah. In the time frame. Um, yeah, Ovi 
actually since they've started keeping track of stats, he's I believe he's in the top five of hits yeah. in NHL history, which is since like the mid nineties, but still. Wild dude. And I mean, these aren't just like bumps. These are like I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh yeah, like Murphy who he sent off. Right. Um, carded him uh, off. Yeah. On a clean hit. I I remember OV was years ago, OV was playing um against the Canadians and he hit Hal Gill at that point, who was a monster. Right? Hal Gill was one of the biggest guys to play in the league at that point. Uh, you know, he's he was like right under Chara. He hit Hal Gill, who was standing in the slot, lost, as he generally was, and threw hit him so hard. He was in the slot, hit him so hard that he he flew. He had the puck. He flew into the net, and the puck went with him. And they called the goal off for some reason, probably because of just like the destruction that was caused. But I, I remember seeing that and just being like, what the fuck? Like, how is that possible? I mean, how Gill is a solid 250, 260 at this point in his career, probably. And he's, you know, probably inches, several inches, few inches at least, bigger than Ovechkin. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, that really just defies physics. Right. Like, hit him in, like, how Gill was, like, leg straight, arms straight, ass into the goalie, who I believe was Carey Price at the time. And right into his own net. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the takeaway here is other than just be happy that you got to witness this greatness, Caps fans. Absolutely. Let's move on to our last week's predictions. I went with the Caps going 3-0. and They shoved that right up my hoop because uh, I did a, I did a guest spot at the Pizza Pizza uh, Pizza's Here podcast. Uh, and... I doubled down on it and I said that the Caps are going to go 3-0 and but Ovi, and Ovi wasn't going to score any goals. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Paul, I think, what what would you have revised? Well, now, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You you said we were going to go 1-1. One, one. one regulation loss, one regulation win. Yeah, looking at, like, just think, I, I probably would have said 2-1. and one. Yeah. Um, I, I would have expected the Chicago win. Right. Um, so with my one and one prediction, I don't know. I'm kind of in the, I'm in the ballpark, I guess. Um, but yeah, I said Ovi would score one. I was right. Yeah. He only scored one. So I'd say two dubs for Polly. Um, he gets 5,000 imaginary life points. Yeah. Good job. Cash those in someday. One day, one day you may be able to cash those in for a, Small, uh, gift-wrapped plush toy that was made in China for 30 to 40 cents. Sounds great. Delivered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, going to like Chuck E. Cheese. Remember all those ticket machines that you could win tickets from? And you were so yeah. pumped to get like the shittiest thing. Like, here's a spider ring. Yeah. Or a bouncy ball. yes exactly exactly all right next week's games we are at home versus anaheim on the sixth versus pittsburgh at home on the 10th and following that the 11th 
at Buffalo. Two home games and then off to upstate New York. And in the great, uh, the line from Goalie, the Terry Sawchuk movie, you know, I spent a ni- I spent a month in Buffalo one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Ovi has three goals and we go three and oh. It's bounce back week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, I think Ovi's going to score two goals. And I think Cap's going to go three and oh. Let's go. We are aligned. We are aligned. We're ready. We're primed to win. Both of us. Um, the Pittsburgh matchup's going to be tough, man. You know, I hate to see Pittsburgh win it all. They've been kind of rocky. Uh, Tristan Jari has been playing really well. Um, but I hope to just bring him right back down to fucking reality again. Just rip one off 6 six nothing or something like that. It would be great. Uh, let's improve on last game that we played against them. Anaheim, they're a little scary. I think of all of the teams other than Pittsburgh, well, the, the, we're playing three times, but like second, a very close second, I would even call that a 1B threat, would be Anaheim. Anaheim is, uh, like I said, punching above their weight, though I do think that they have a lot of weakness in the defensive um, and depth category there. So I th- I want to say if the Caps can play, you know, at least 80% of their game, that they're going to be able to break one off inside Anaheim. But, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, and then of course, Buffalo is fucking trash. So I watch, we're going to, we're going to go two and oh until the 11th. And then we're going to just like get blown out by Buffalo or something stupid. That'd be par for the course. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> Next or on Thursday, I'm going to be talking about the Gretzky slander that I've seen. Okay, folks, it's got to stop. It's got to like I understand that most of the people that are saying that are like fucking 20 years old and they never really got to see this game pre 2005. They don't even know what the fuck hockey was before 2005. Back in the clutching clutch or as as it's been it's as it's been called now, like the what is the clutching grab era. Um, yeah. you know, the things were different. Things were, you know, I feel like I'm fucking some old man sitting on a fucking porch yelling into the air and punching into the air. Uh, you know, but, but look, there's the reason, there's a reason he's the great one. And if he wasn't, his record would have been challenged earlier. Right. I mean, uh, the dude is like 60 now or some shit. It's crazy that he's. it's been decades until anybody's even sniffed his record, and it will be decades until anybody – I mean, I don't know if – I mean, these are records that were previously considered never to be broken. That's uh, very rare in sports to find that, right, Paulie? I mean, I don't – I can't think of many records in all of sports. I mean, I can't think of anything in football especially. I mean, Tom Brady's becoming the GOAT, but even he – you know, what, it's like six or seven rings? Yeah, I think he has six rings. Right. Um, no, seven. He has seven. seven. Yeah, so it's crazy. But It's nuts. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, like, in football, like, the... It seems like the last couple years, or over the last decade or two, every, every few years, a new quarterback breaks the all-time passing record. It was you know, Peyton Manning, and now Drew Brees, and... It just keeps they keep re breaking it as the game changes because they're passing more often. But 
the right. exact opposite is happening in hockey. As the game changes, um, it's getting harder to get these goals. Right, right. So what are you going to be talking about on Thursday? Uh, I'm going to talk about some what-ifs on Ovechkin. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess just uh, fantasies of what he could accomplish in single-game performances. I'm, so, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, so Caps fans, you know, um, get a light a candle, get some lotion out, <clears throat> <laughs> grab a snack. We'll providing we'll be providing the entertainment. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Caps fans. Thursday, check us out. And you know, if you if you feel the need, we would love it if you would rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Five stars only. Five stars only. Until Thursday, hockey show, poly cupcakes. Signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>